Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Let's Talk uh, ICP. The guest of today is uh, one of the founders of the Emergent Labs, uh, Jordan Last. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us today. Yes, no problem. Good to be here. Nice. Uh, yeah, Jordan is a full-stack software developer uh, focused on, on the web, distributed systems, um, blockchain, security, open source. Uh, first, to dig in more in, in the Emergent Labs, uh, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your story before to start the Emergent? Sure. Yeah, so my name's Jordan Last. Um, I'm from the U.S., grew up in California. My dad was a worked in Silicon Valley most of my childhood, so I was always fascinated by things he was doing, the software and kind of electrical engineering type stuff. And yeah, just the the world of uh, computers just captured my young mind. Also playing, you know, Pokemon and all those things growing up in the 90s. Uh, once I found out that it, like you could actually make these things yourself and it was all programming, that was just like mind blowing to me. So did computer science at the at university and uh, kind of near the end, of my university time. I, I had already fallen in love with open source and Linux. And uh, I already understood the power of uh, permissionless innovation and what the internet had done to the world. And the fact that basically anybody could get a domain name, anybody basically could spin up a server and put something out there for everybody to see that was already you know core to, I guess, my belief system. I understood that that had caused a lot of good for the world. But uh, I was uh, thrown, I guess, headlong into how still very limiting the software stack was in, I guess, the, uh, you know, around 2015-ish time. Me and Bob Bodily, Bob from Tonic Labs, started a startup, an education technology startup um, at, at the university we were attending. I was the CTO. Uh, there weren't very many of us. It was a small thing, but I was in charge of our, our software stack front and back end. And it was extremely complicated to get everything to work and to try to foresee into the future how things would scale. And, you know, I, I don't know, jump from technology to technology, trying to hone in on things that would, you know, go into the future and, and be scalable and be secure. And that's kind of around the time when I discovered blockchain technology, uh, first Bitcoin and then Ethereum. And I started to realize that these things are the ultimate distributed systems, the ultimate decentralized machines. And so, you know, that captured my imagination. And then somehow, I think some random Google search, I found the Definity website and started listening to things that Dom was saying on, on podcasts and videos and such. And he really captured me with the idea of scalable virtual machines. That's how he talked about it back then. Um, and his idea was to build an unbounded scalable virtual machine. And that really fit with all the things that I was hoping for with the backend architecture that I was in charge of. And I don't know, it just, again, capture me back. So this is about 2017. And I just have been kind of ideating and thinking about it ever since. And 
you know, a few of the ideas that hatched in my mind around 2018. I had the idea of a GraphQL database that was basically unbounded and infinitely scalable, but there was nothing to build it on. I tried to build it on Ethereum. I was so naive at the time, like there's just no way that that would ever work on Ethereum itself, uh, at least, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years from now, but just probably never. And I was waiting for Definity to actually launch the internet computer. Took, I'd say a few years longer than uh, probably everyone was hoping. Finally, it launched in 2021 and I did receive a grant to build this GraphQL database called Pseudograph. And that was the first grant I did. And then I don't know, it took about six months off to just kind of do whatever I wanted, do a lot of research and um, basically pitched Affinity on uh, funding an actual company with more than just me. And that's what Dimergent Labs is. And Pseudograph has been pulled into Dimergent Labs. And we're also building two CDKs, a Python CDK and a TypeScript CDK so that basically any JavaScript or TypeScript or Python developer, which those are probably the, you know, the JavaScript ecosystem and Python ecosystems are probably the biggest software ecosystems in the world with like 10 to 20 devs, 10 to 20 million devs in each ecosystem. And so in my mind, it makes a lot of sense to just enable them to just jump right in and build applications on the inner computer. Mm -hmm. Well, nice story. I didn't know that start everything with pseudograph even before uh, to the Merchant Labs. So yeah, I I I I knew the story about uh, Bob Bobbilly also, like you start with, with him. But this is a great story, and I'm curious because in the beginning, um, internet computer you only can develop through Rust and Motoko, right? And do you use these uh, programming languages, or you directly go with a graph? QL database and try to create pseudograph or how it was the yeah mm -hmm. so I mean just I'll just be transparent like I've never been a big fan of Motoko not that Motoko is itself a bad language I actually do like Motoko as in I, th I feel like it's a nice language for what it is but it's part of my core principles that domain specific languages generally should be avoided if at all possible um sometimes a domain specific language does make sense for example i i kind of like graphql as a domain specific language html as a domain css things like that but especially if there's already a language that exists that basically does the same thing unless your dsl is like 10 or 100 times better in some ways then i, I just generally don't think you should you should have it so I was never a fan of Motoko, and um, I knew that they were going to release a Rust CDK uh, at some point. This is around 2019 when Motoko came out. So yeah, I had played with Motoko just a little bit, but I really didn't want to do anything serious with it. And they they kept saying that uh, the Rust CDK would come out. So it was late 2020, uh, October 2020, I believe, the Rust CDK was released. And for me, that was like opening the floodgates. It's like, okay, now... Like, let's download this thing. And my I think the first major thing I did was I just installed a, a GraphQL Rust library. And my thought was, can I just get a GraphQL query to execute? And it worked. It was absolutely fantastic. I think I had to fiddle a little bit with the dependencies, but um, it basically just worked 
and I tweeted that out and it was just so awesome. So basically Rust is what I've written most everything in. Pseudograph is written in Rust and the ASL TypeScript CDK is written in Rust and so is the Python uh, Kyra CDK. And um, the company that you founded, uh, the Mergent Labs, um, have the purpose of accelerate the adoption of Web3 uh, and the adoption of internet computer. Uh, the idea uh, is the vision, right? Is to make the life easy to developers, uh, removing gates, um, barriers to entry, and making the transit for, from Web2 to Web3 uh, in an easy way. Uh, before to uh, scratch the surface, what is the, the vision of the Emergent Labs or what is behind the, the scenes? Why you decide to create the Emergent Labs? You, 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 you think like there is like an opportunity or something that you can create and, and uh, maybe help internet computer to um, have like a mass adoption and, and get more people involved in the, in the ecosystem? Or what is, what, what, what is the, the first steps uh, in, in the Emergent Labs and how do, it was the idea? Is only you or also with, with the co-founders? Yeah, I, so I've always been involved with uh, small teams and mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed solo projects. So most of what I have done with Ethereum and the internet computer um, has just been me solo working on things, trying to start things up and uh, I love that, but I also understand that if you can extend your influence with other people and get them aligned with a vision, then you can accomplish even more. So, I mean, that's the basic idea is, all right, it's probably time if I do have the opportunity. And luckily, Definity gave me this opportunity for now. Mm -hmm. um, why don't I just extend myself and I can have, you know, three of me instead of just one of me. And let's all move forward. And um, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> Dimension Labs is just building, it's, it's, it's like my dream come true. We're getting paid to build open source software and we're working on a decentralized computer. And in my mind, if the vision of Definity can be realized, the original vision of Dom can be realized, possibly that has absolutely uh, amazing benefits for the world. So the Merchant Labs is basically extending my influence. And I, I am trying to make it not just about me and my vision though, because I think the Merchant Labs could possibly be an entity that continues on far past me or any of the co-founders that I have. And so we're trying to kind of give it its own life. And so, you know, that vision statement is what we're trying to make the Merchant Labs, uh, I guess, accountable to. And we could change it if we wanted to, but for now, you know, we I don't know, we need something that sounds good and kind of focuses us and shows people what we're, what we're doing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's fine for sure. Like uh, if we want to uh, level up and you realize that uh, we need other languages uh, that are universal for everyone, like Python, GraphQL, TypeScript, JavaScript. Um, yeah. If we dive more in, in dive more in, in the emergent labs, uh, um, it's like three different flagships projects is, uh, Pseudograph that start everything and start before with Pseudograph, then Hassel and Kibra. Uh, Hassel is an alternative to Rust and Motoko. Uh, use TypeScript, Pseudograph use GraphQL database, and Kibra use Python. Uh, yeah, can you tell us more about 
these different projects and how can help the ecosystem and how uh, the software developers can use for create dApps or or, or use do like uh, crazy things with that. Sure. Yeah, and maybe this will answer your previous question better as well. So, yeah, the the vision of Dimension Labs, like we've written, is to accelerate the adoption of Web three and the Internet computer. And our flagship projects, the three that you mentioned, we pronounce them Azel and Kybra and Pseudograph. A lot of people say Azel or something. Uh, we should we should probably. Put a pronunciation guide in there, but yeah, um, Azel, yeah, it depends. Yeah, my my accent, Spanish accent is no, no. Awesome. Lots of people yeah. say it differently. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> um, anyways, the our vision here is the the main thesis is just let people do what they've already been doing. People already absolutely love TypeScript and JavaScript. And a different set of developers absolutely love Python. A lot of people love GraphQL. I personally love GraphQL. I think it's a fantastic technology. And beyond these three projects, you know, we might also enable SQL and certain NoSQL type databases as well. But the point is, is to bring the absolute best to the internet computer. And so where are we at with that vision? Well, let's start with ASL, the TypeScript CDK. Uh, basically, ASL has every API that the Rust CDK and the Motoko, I guess, CDK have, it, it's, you know, that's not an entirely accurate statement because Rust has things that Motoko doesn't have, I believe, and, and Motoko has things that Rust doesn't have. They have slightly different APIs, but generally they, they're accomplishing the same thing. And Azel is generally going to be much more aligned with Rust. So, uh, if, a, if the Rust CDK has something, probably the Azel CDK also has it. It's relatively simple for us to expose any Rust functionality uh, to, to JavaScript. So you don't, you don't have to really think about Rust. Unfortunately, you do have to install Rust and you know we haven't completely abstracted that away yet, but we're hoping to in the future. But you will have a JavaScript uh, interface to basically any of the Rust functionality as, as far as possible. And so ASL is in a beta, a very mature beta. Uh, the, the final steps to our 1.0 are basically writing tons of very intense tests. We already have tests. We have, we have quite a few tests, automated tests, but we want to be even more rigorous on our tests. And that's probably gonna take, we're hoping to finish this quarter. So it'll probably take a few months of writing these tests. Once that's done, we are going to feel pretty confident that uh, ASL is, is is secure. And there might be one problem then is that uh, is the uh, that problem is the performance of ASL. The performance might, it just might be noticeably more expensive than Motoko or Rust. And so to fix that problem, either our underlying engine, BOA, would need to improve itself, which it probably has 30 to 60x to go. So 30 to 60 times improvement is possible um, by the BOA developers. Um, we just don't know how long that will take. So it's possible we switch the engine out to something called QuickJS, which is probably 30X more performant than BOA at this time. So we, either way, we should be able to improve the performance a lot. Uh, 
now switching over to Kybra. Kybra is basically in the same place as Azel, probably a little bit ahead. Their performance seems already to be better. We haven't run our benchmarks yet, but it's seeming quite promising that the performance is very good already. It maybe has a 7 to 20x potential to improve. Um, the underlying engine that we use, Rust Python, is already uh, production ready, most likely. And it basically has, again, all the APIs you would expect it to have. I mean, there's, you know, like I said, there's little tiny things that might be missing, but there's things probably no one would ever want. And if they want them, we, we could implement some of them. So uh, yeah, Kybra is also very mature beta. And basically once we write all the tests for Kybra, I'm pretty sure Kybra will be 1.0. And, and we also want to do some security reviews if possible for each. We're just trying to be very cautious. So you can use these right now. Like, you know, there's a disclaimer. You should consider the, the security risks because we haven't run all the tests or done the reviews yet. Um, but if you make the determination that you're okay with that and, you know, you could run backups or, or use it for things that, um, I don't know, aren't super high risk, you can really get started right now with TypeScript or, or Kyra Bob from Tonic is having an excellent time writing canisters in Python. And he's doing uh, some relatively non-trivial applications right now. And something extremely exciting coming is the stable structures. So we basically have a, a map data structure that is similar to, you know, it's just, a, it's just a map. You can insert records, you can get records. And it's live in Kyber right now on a release candidate but it gives you basically up to 48 gigabytes of stable storage. And you don't need to deal with the pre or post upgrade hooks. You don't need to deal, deal with that serialization and running into those cycle limits at that point. It's just in real time storing straight into stable storage. So if you upgrade your canister, all your data just remains automatically. And that will be coming out. We're, we're hoping to get out today. Um, so that's optimistically, we would just have that released today in ASL and Kybra. And that's, in my opinion, a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, it's also really like it's in Kybra is in beta, beta has been released and also a new version of Hassel with more more features. Uh, so that's so interesting. And uh, also the features that Definity has uh, launched last year about the Bitcoin integration, the HTTPS south calls and the threshold ECDCA. I'm curious how the Emergent Labs is working to support these new initiatives. And uh, yeah, if now it's oh, yeah. released or, or it's like upcoming for the next year. Yeah, I think they're, uh, Azel and Kybra, I believe already have all that functionality. Um, so it's pretty simple. You just access the functionality as a normal cross canister call to something called the management canister. And you can do that. You have cross canister, you have general purpose cross canister calls in ASL and in Kybra. So yeah, if you want to do TCDSA, you can do that. If you want to do Bitcoin, um, you can do that as well. I forgot the other one. Oh uh, yeah, you can do HTPL calls. Definitely you can do HTPL calls. On the Bitcoin side, there might be some libraries and such that um, are missing, but the core functionality you can do because it's just cross canister calls, but the Bitcoin, you know, we, we need to find the NPM libraries and such. So we, we have a basic example, I believe for it, but um, yeah, it, 
we, we might need to search for some NPM libraries or expose some Rust libraries to you to do all of the bells and whistles that you'd want. But the basic functionality is there. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, you have the different libraries to people can access and, and see how it works. Uh, also, um, for this 2023, you're planning to do a YouTube videos uh, to explain the different the different projects and how it works. Uh, the Merger Labs um, also, um, the specific target is developers, but marketing is also always important in any business. Um, are you planning to do any marketing campaigns and attract more web to devs users to the ICP ecosystem? How how you manage in the emerging these these things, uh, the marketing and how we spread the word? You also support you have the support for sure of um, special projects at Affinity and ICP ecosystem uh, in Twitter, but outside the the ICP, how what what is your plans for the marketing side? YouTube, I think, is a really good idea. It's so visual and people needs to know more of that because it's tough to understand everything and YouTube maybe is an easy way to explain all the um, the yeah the different programs and the different projects. Yeah, maybe can you share us more about the, these marketing ideas? Sure. I mean, so first off, I'm there's like different personality types, right? And my personality type is engineer. And engineers, I think, hate marketing. They just want to build something. And if it's good, we expect people to use it, right? Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's uh, it is naive in some ways. And the world doesn't always work like that. Um, so uh, with that in mind, here's the plan so far. Uh, so far, most of our... I just I hate the word and feeling of marketing, but... What I'm trying to call it internally is education. Education. Yeah. Sounds we good. want to educate people and get the word out. So, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, so for our for our education so far, it's basically been, you know, we'll just tweet about things. We'll talk to people. We're working behind the scenes a lot with, well, I mean, mostly with Bob and Tonic. Um, and, you know, talking to if, if people need help with things, we have our Discord channel. So during this initial phase where we've just been building out the technology, we haven't focused too much on the educational piece, but we are working on the open and the projects have been open source absolutely from uh, the beginning. I believe it's been entirely open source. So there's never been a barrier for someone to get started if they wanted to get started. So now though, that things are a little bit more mature, basically 2023 marks the beginning of a, a push for more education or marketing. And that's going to be uh we're going to start with really, really good documentation. Right now we, we have a README, which is okay. It does have a lot of information in it, but we're going to create uh, books for Azel and Kybra. Uh, these books are online books, um, similar to like the Rust book, the Rust community, they make a book for everything. And that's what we're gonna do with Azel and Kybra and, and Pseudograph. Pseudograph actually already has a book. Uh, we'll just make it even better. So. What the book will do is it will guide you step-by-step, concept-by-concept, uh, concept, basically through creating internet computer applications using TypeScript or Python. And you know the, the idea is to come up with a hierarchy of concepts and just logically build from one concept to the next in a very, very consistent and simple and easy to understand manner. And basically the book will be like an ultimate guide to developing on the internet computer 
if you choose TypeScript or if you choose Kybra. And I think these books will become um, just excellent resources for general application development on the internet computer, but especially if you use TypeScript or Python or, or GraphQL. So that's the first step. Have that layer be very solid. Then based on the hierarchy of those books and kind of the logical progression of the books, we also want to make courses that are freely available on YouTube. So the YouTube courses will probably be just the video version of the books. So, you know, if you learn better by someone just walking you through everything and having code examples right there. And by the way, there will be examples for everything. We already have a lot of examples, but I feel like that's one of the best ways to learn. Get rid of all the words and fluff. Just show me exactly what the code looks like. And then the human mind can extrapolate a lot of information just from looking at the code. So we're going to have tons of that stuff. So yeah, uh, and then we'll just keep building from there. You know, if 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 people are confused with a concept, we'll spin up a video. We'll write a blog post. We're probably going to start reaching out to a lot of Web2 publications. So the popular Web2 blogs, the popular Web2 medium uh, publishers, whatever. We'll see if we can publish articles on there and really introduce people to this idea of a decentralized cloud. And then we're going to start hitting up Web2 conferences, if possible. If they have a request for proposals, we're going to apply. And I think that's our basic strategy is just educate, 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 and really try to get into the mainstream web developer community and introduce them to the concepts of a decentralized computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have sense. Uh, for sure, yeah, marketing, of course, like is uh, for a company as at the Emergent Labs that you create something and you expect like people use it. Um, it's, it's like, it just it's have more sense education, you know, like it's not marketing, it's like, oh, this is my brand, this is my company. This is... In terms of Jeff the Emergent Labs, you, you, you have like a product, you create something unique in internet computer. And it's, like, it's like, okay, if you talk my language, that's just use it, right? Yeah, yeah, and education have more sense, of course. And uh, yeah, I love the duo that you form with Bob Bob Dilly. Uh, I interviewed him before in this podcast, in the Stalk ICP. Uh, I think uh, your conversations and tweets um, and comments are really useful for, for the community, honestly. Um, also, you always try to think outside the box, um, talk not only about the positive things on ICP, uh, but also about pain points, bottlenecks, problems, how like we can improve ICP. And this is something really cool, honestly, because we need it. Like people with more like critic, uh, critical view or more, not, not just, oh, we are the best. Uh, this ICP is the best blockchain and uh, the best technology. And for sure, we, we need to improve. This is pretty new, this project. And, and, and yeah, I love it, these, these uh, conversations and threads that you have with Bob. My question here is like like a generic question, but um, what do you, what do you say like positively about the work of uh, yeah Definity and also Internet Computer Ecosystem? Just one thing that you, you, you what do you think ICP is unique is the best one, and by the other hand, what do you think we should improve as up something like okay this is not good, uh, we need to improve as soon as possible to get the Internet Computer the best blockchain. Okay, yeah. So something positive and then something something negative or something to improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um 
I mean, on the positive side, like the internet computer is one of the only projects that I know of that's truly going for the world computer vision. Like, it seems like a lot of other projects have capitulated. Like Ethereum doesn't really seem to be going for that vision anymore. They kind of have decided, you know, they're going to limit themselves to being like a settlement layer and really focusing on finance and things of super high trust. Um, and they are, have been very successful and probably will continue to be. But the internet computer is going for something much, much grander. And it might be too grand. Who knows? But I, I just love that it's so focused on the vision. And I really hope that we never give up on it as long as it, it still seems possible. And the engineering from Definity is absolutely amazing. Um, very, very well engineered. Something on the negative side or to be improved is, I mean, I'm just not convinced that we are decentralized enough in many ways. And I really don't think we have major breakthroughs in, in consensus itself. Um, we're using a consensus mechanism that is, you know, a variation of a very well-known family of consensus protocols. And it's not like it's obviously better than any other consensus mechanism. And so we have to deal with that. We have to deal with the fact that our subnets are really, really small relative to things like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Now we do have, uh, you know, basically infinite transparent sharding, which is really cool, but each shard right now is, is relatively small. So the engineering is fantastic. And there is a lot of cryptography and math work that going on as well, but I, I just don't see us having a breakthrough in consensus itself. And and the subnets are really small and, and decentralization is a struggle for us. So that's my opinion. I just, I hope we can always focus on improving the decentralization and understanding what it means to have sufficient decentralization and understanding in my opinion that we're not just automatically better than everything else. We have taken a certain set of trade-offs. We are better in some ways and we are worse in other ways. And all things, all things considered, I don't know if we're all things considered just better than Ethereum or any other chain. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I hope, I mean, I would, I guess I kind of hope we are possibly, or maybe someday will be, mm -hmm. but um, I, mm -hmm. I'm not okay. sure we know yet. Yeah. In terms of nodes and boundary nodes, uh, you think is decentralized ICP or we can do something Better. Yeah, well, we need more bounty nodes. We need more independent node operators. Definitely, we need more. But even if you throw more, that's not going to necessarily solve the problem. The size of the subnets needs to be increased. And the problem is, as we increase the size, the cost also increases. And so it might not be possible to have enough independent nodes in a subnet with a small enough cost that it's not basically just re, you know, it, okay, the subnet has like 100 or 500 nodes. And now it's as expensive or more expensive than Ethereum. I'm not sure, you know, what the cost will be at, at that point. So I think we need to keep that in mind. I do have a design that I, I haven't published publicly yet. I've been talking to just a few people behind the scenes about it that uses uh, zero knowledge uh, validity proofs to, you know, possibly come up with a subnet design that, uh, 
is very, very decentralized with a low cost. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep talking about that. Maybe that will work out someday, but it would take years for even that to happen. So I just think every, we all need to continue to keep this in mind and work towards a solution in my opinion. Okay, yeah, that's good for your thoughts about it. Um, yes, uh, and also, yeah, we have like five minutes more. Uh, I would like to know more about your team uh, formed by you, Dan Steren and Benjamin Demon. Uh, this 2023, as you mentioned before, the idea is to expand more, more uh, the knowledge, education. I'm not sure if uh, also there are more people in the team or is it still like only you and Dan and Benjamin. And if it's enough for by now, or if you try to escalate more the business and maybe you need hire more people, what is your plans about, uh, because also you are, you are uh, doing the new feature, new features for the programs and what is the plan for the future in terms of, of growth? For yeah, for this year, team. for this year, I think we're, we're capped out. Uh, we have the resource we need for all three of us through, through the rest of the year. And we're working very well together. We're we're making good progress. I think we have everything handled to deliver what we need to this year, which is every project at 1.0 and a whole bunch of educational resources and blog posts and YouTube videos and and stuff like that. So yeah, we're capped out. We're good. I think we can handle it this year. Um, next year is when we are going to be looking for what we're going to do next. And that's when we would uh, seek additional funding. So we will see. Uh, not sure what kind of funding we will be able to receive. We do have business models we're experimenting with. We do, you know, we have various plans. Um, I don't think any of them would be explosive by next year. It would probably take years more to get those to actually become sustainable. So we probably need some sort of funding uh, next year. And I don't know if we, if someone's willing to give us more funding than we received for our first round, maybe we would expand the team, but also, I don't know, we, we it's a nice size team right now and we're moving relatively quickly, I would say. So. Okay. Also, yeah, I've seen yesterday a post in Twitter from the Brazilian Labs with a list of proposals um, to launch in, in the future. Um, in Hassel, Kibran, Sudograph, uh, for example, I see the increased stable memory to 100 gigabytes, implement web sockets, cycle compensation features. Uh, it's like the gifts that you uh, try to get to um, Santa Claus for the next year, or, or <laughs> you, think, you, you think you can manage all the things, you can comment something in just one minute before two Yeah, so basically we boiled everything down to eight features that we really need from the internet computer to achieve our goals. And I think they will all, uh, well, I think most of them will, will happen this year, not really because of us, but because of probably Definity and their, uh, you know, the very hard, excellent work that they're going to do to do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, the, the features basically are, you know, stable storage, 100 gigabytes plus, it's already at 48 gigabytes. Stable structures make them even better and increase the WASM binary limit, which will let us do Kybra, uh, have the more of the Python standard lib, 
WebSockets cycles compensation, which will hopefully be a stream of revenue to open source developers and uh, yeah, things like that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty optimistic that most of those things will happen. Yeah, who knows? You have an excellent team for sure, definitely as well. And yeah, nothing is is impossible. And the thing is, each each day or each month, we have new features and new uh, things that are uh, upcoming, and that's exciting. The trip and and everything. And yeah, I I love it honestly. All the things that you are working on in the merger labs and try to. Uh, like adapt like a uh, adoption for massive people, software developers from outside the ICP, and you are doing an excellent job for that. I think each uh, month we have more software developers, GitHubs. Uh, we are rocketing. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy to have projects like uh, the Merger Labs in the ICP ecosystem. Um, yeah, that's all. Thank you so much. Uh, Jordan, to, to for your time today, uh, it was really great uh, conversation with you today. Yeah, uh, thank you. Okay, see you soon. Take care. Yeah.